You are now listening to the Invest With Dow podcast with your host, Albert Benjamin Dow. You are now listening to the Invest Without Podcast with your host, Albert Benjamin Dow. Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome to the Invest Without Podcast. I am your host, Albert Benjamin Dowell, the minority authority on investing. As always, at the top of the show, I just like to spread some love, positive vibes to everybody tuning in, listening to the Invest Without Podcast. Definitely appreciate the support. Uh, And so, yeah, I always just like to reciprocate that at the very top of the show because I think it's important. Somebody showing you love, it's only right that you uh, reciprocate it. And, uh, you know, that's that's what this segment of the show is. So, again, I appreciate y'all taking time out to listen to the podcast. I'm glad that you're finding some value in the con in, in the podcast and that it's, you know, been able to help you uh, thus far. So, again, I definitely appreciate that. Real quick, for those of you who are just tuning in to the Invest With Our podcast for the very first time, I record this podcast in my car on a hand-free headset. As a matter of fact... Let me turn my uh, uh, airplane mode on on my phone. So I record it on my phone in my car either to or from work. Uh, but it's it's all safe. I am focused on the road. Uh, again, it's hands-free. So I'm not paying attention to my phone because I don't have to because it's hands-free. <laughs> so yeah, if you hear... Uh, the blinkers or windshield wipers or emergency vehicles whizzing pi- whizzing by my car that's the reason this stuff sounds so close is because I'm actually in my car um real quick social media where you guys can find me I am on all major social media platforms you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at invest with Al on Instagram and Facebook again that's at Invest with Al on Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Snapchat. The handle is slightly different. It's at Al the Investor. Again, that's at Al the Investor on Twitter and uh, uh, Snapchat. I think I may have said Twitter and Facebook, but Twitter and Snapchat is at Al the Investor, and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram is at invest with al i couldn't get the same you know name across all platforms because they were taken on twitter and snapchat i think so in any any event that's where you guys can find me on social of course the podcast is on all major podcasts and platforms uh which i have to look in the title so it's on most of them gotta get it on title and i need to get it on spotify but everything else is there just type in the invest with al podcast on your uh and, and whatever platform, type that in the search bar. Uh, my uh, logo or icon, a Bitmoji is what it actually is, will pop up. You can go, go ahead, click the subscribe button. You can also click the share button. And so any friend, family member, loved one that you believe would find the information valuable and interesting and helpful, you can go ahead and share it to them. I'm sure they, they'd appreciate it, and I would certainly appreciate it. So... Uh, those options are available 
Also, uh, you can go to my website and join the Virtual Investment Center. Uh, so the Virtual Investment Center is a social media community of like-minded individuals uh, like you and me who are looking to gain as much knowledge and information as we can uh, amongst our peers to build financial independence through investing in the stock market. And so, again, you can go to my website, investwithal.com, click the link that says the Virtual Investment Center, and then there's an explainer video there. You can also click the link in my bio on Instagram, takes you to the exact same page on my website to the explainer video. There's also more information beyond the explainer video uh, on the website. So definitely go there, check that out. Hope you guys join. If you have any questions, obviously, you can uh, inbox me on any social media platform. I'd be glad to address any questions or concerns you guys have as it relates to the Virtual Investment Center or any investment idea or question. Um, I think that's all the shameless plugging, of course, because this is my platform. If there's other shameless plugging that comes up, I will certainly do so. Oh, yep. No, I lied. There was another shameless plug. The Rich Broke Square podcast with my guy, uh, Nelson and Allen. My guys, Nelson and Allen. We got a new episode up. Y'all make sure y'all check that out. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's it's really good. It's another financial podcast. They bring uh, a lot more discipline. And you guys may think I'm like discipline. I'm a huge risk taker. Uh, these guys... I'm calculated with my risk, but these guys, you know, help help me focus, and uh, they're really big into accounting and budgeting, and so uh, definitely different perspectives there. So tune in to the Rich Broke Square podcast on iTunes, Google Play, pretty much all the major podcasting uh, platforms as well. That's the Rich Broke Square podcast with Al Nelson and Allen. So make sure y'all check that out. Um. Is that all the plug? I'm not going to even say that's all the plugging because I'll think of something else. So this particular podcast is about why why the stock market really sold off and why a lot of major business media outlets missed this one. They didn't lie about what happened. They just missed what I think is a critical factor to this month's uh, tumultuous stock market run uh so if you guys have been following the market hadn't been a good month the whole month I, I, today's uh <laughs> halloween and the market has been spooky all month long every day felt like holiday it's been up and down roller coaster ride mostly down and uh so th- there's been a number of things taking place of course we got the trade war there's been concerns about interest rates rising too fast and the uh, the Federal Reserve being quote unquote tone deaf to inflation indicators that are that are saying that inflation is in check, so they don't have to necessarily be on the gas and raise interest rates so fast. Um, and and that is true. So I'm not saying that big media and the things they were reporting was false. I am saying I think they missed a critical component. And maybe I just I don't follow every single single uh media outlet, so maybe I'm missing maybe somebody said it and I missed it. But in any event, we can almost call this 
as well part two to opportunity zones so i've been on fire about this and i told you guys i'm gonna let you know any information that i found out about opportunity zones and so uh listen to part one of opportunity zones you can also go to the rich broke square podcast our most recent episode we really get into depth about what opportunity zones are really great content uh enjoy chopping it up with the guys um what else so yeah the connection to the opportunity zones and why the stock market sold off is what i felt like big media missed so october the 19th was the official day that the irs like started releasing more details and information about opportunity zones and um just the implications and i don't i I, i'm not sure if on october the 19th those official census tracts and the designations came out in terms of where opportunity zones are in you know every state but in any event there was more information more details came forward from the government about opportunity zones so real quick just to recap what opportunity zones are opportunity zones are specific tracts of land that were deemed as distressed uh, by the government but in order for it to be considered an opportunity zone at least 20 percent of the population in this particular area had to be considered low income um relative i guess to what i don't know if it was state specific but in any event it was considered low income now the benefit to opportunity zones is this so if you invest in an opportunity zone well let me back up so number one it's basically huge tax loopholes and benefits to investing or starting a business in an opportunity zone so number one any business or investment that you have you can actually sell take the capital gains so capital gains of course is going to be any money that you make on the sale of a business uh yeah or an investment it's capital gains what opportunity zones allow you to do is you can sell this money i mean you can sell this investment or business roll and then roll that money into an opportunity zone and whether that start a business in that specific area or some sort of real estate development whatever that whatever it is that you do as long as you do it over in this designated area then in 10 years your cost basis will be stepped up to fair market value and so what that is what your cost basis is is what you pay for a specific investment so if you buy a house for twenty thousand dollars your basis or your cost basis is 20 grand if you sell it for 100 grand then you made right five times your money so you're gonna have to pay the taxes on the difference so you take your 20 you're gonna have to pay taxes on 80 grand the way that the opportunity zones work is that if this if that scenario that i just explained to you guys if you buy a house for 20 grand in an opportunity zone and it's 
a hundred grand in ten years, then from a tax standpoint, when you sell it, you'll be able to say the fair market, you'll be able to claim the fair market value as the basis. So it'd be like you paid a hundred thousand dollars for it, which essentially means you don't have to pay any taxes. Because you didn't it's not recognizing that you got a gain. It's like, oh, you sold it for a fair market, but your basis is now the fair market. So that's huge, right? So imagine if you have two or three rental homes and that happens. Then that's huge. Uh, if you sell your business and your business is booming and the opportunity zone, that's huge. Now, obviously, there's still a risk there. Doesn't mean you're going to guarantee yourself to make money, but the tax implications are huge. There's also other, um, there's a percentage. So in five years, I think it was 80% or 90% of the fair market value for your investment. So it, it like, it steps, it steps up. So from zero days to five years, if you sell it in five years, you're getting a huge tax break. If you sell it in seven years, you're going to get more of a tax break. And then if you keep it the entire 10 years and you sell it after that, you pay no taxes. That's how it works. What's been happening, the correlation between that and what's been going on in the stock market is essentially that rich people, wealthy people, people with a ton of money who manage money um, are always looking right. Their clients have hired them to make them money. So if I give you my money to invest it, I expect a return on my money and so now what they're doing is they've made all this money in the stock market and they're raising cash by selling their stocks to invest in the opportunity zones I'm gonna say that again so you guys understand that's one thing that's always intrigued me by investing and it helps me to think that way because it it, it always nothing's happening for no reason at all now all the reasons that has been reported why the stock market is dropping those are factors but i also think this is as much of a factor as interest rates rising if i know if i've made if i've been investing for the last 10 years and i owned apple and facebook and amazon those fame stocks and i'm up a total of four or five hundred percent on my investment and then i can roll that entire import a part a portion or that entire investment over to an opportunity zone and if I keep it for 10 years I don't have to pay any taxes why wouldn't you why wouldn't you do that right and so I think in fact I was reading an article and one fund manager has essentially earmarked 50 million dollars of the fund to invest in opportunity zones now it is my understanding there's going to be multiple ways to do it so it's not just you know owning real estate or flip well you won't necessarily be able to flip houses because that quick gain is not going to be protected by the tax benefit of the opportunity zone but it's not just you know owning rental houses is again it's starting businesses in these areas uh they'll also get that tax benefit um and and so that's that's huge now i don't think the businesses are gonna get the tax benefit on just 
operating revenue so meaning you know you have a product you're selling your product and you don't have to pay taxes on whatever net income you make on your business that's not what it's saying to my knowledge what it is saying again is that if you own the business and you sell the business in 10 years then in 10 years whatever you sell the business for you won't have to pay taxes on it it makes sense so um that's essentially why i believe um it i believe that's been a huge factor in terms of the stock market actually selling off uh, because all indicators at this point shows that the the economy in the U.S. is still going really strong. Uh, the trade war, again, the factors, the trade war, interest rates, all these things absolutely play a part in uh, the stock market going down. So I'm not trying to say that it doesn't. But if I'm if, if you're an investor and again you've made you've racked up and made a ton of money over the years would you not roll your money over into a opportunity zone which is essentially a tax shelter if you keep it for 10 years how much money you can make on it i mean that's huge like no taxes at all the issue is that for a lot of people unless you you really if you're into if you're a business fanatic like i am and you follow business news you may have heard or may have heard of it most people haven't most people and most people who even follow business haven't heard of it so if you go listen to the rich bro square podcast my guys are on that on that podcast super sharp guys hyper intelligent dudes they hadn't heard of it most of my guys who are in business that i know hadn't heard of it i'm hitting folks up like you heard of this i'm like nah like wow nobody's heard of it but it's gonna be a massive wealth building opportunity again um and and, and, you know what i talked about on the rich broke square podcast i'll kind of reiterate here as well for uh the african-american community is going to be important and and i want to shout out my guy uh e merriweather we had a conversation and and what he was talking about group economics are going to be critical and he's absolutely right um that that's gonna have to happen because the money is gonna flood into these zones so fast um if if we don't come together and pool our resources not only our money but our talents our uh contacts and connections uh to certain people in certain industries if, if we're not doing that it's going to be difficult to get a seat at the table and time enough to eat because people are lined up i'm telling you ready to invest in some of these opportunity zones now some places are going to be better than others obviously if you live in that specific area you're going to know more about the demographic and things that are taking place uh but for instance in middle tennessee specifically in nashville davis county really just all of middle tennessee the oppor- the opportunity zones in this area are gonna be prime real estate for the most part because uh the the real estate market here is absolutely on fire uh we talked about on the uh the rich bro square podcast how i think it's top top golf uh the area around top golf is considered an opportunity zone 
the area around TSU, uh, Tennessee State University, is considered an opportunity zone. There's an area around Fisk University that's considered an opportunity zones, opportunity zone. Now there are these expensive apartments and high rises that have come, been built over in some of these areas, uh, but essentially, if you can go over there and again start a business. Uh, invest in some real estate rental properties multifamily homes whatever the case is whatever it is you can do in that area from a business perspective you're going to get the luxury of the tax benefit uh, which is huge so again going back to the correlation between that and the stock market that's essentially why the stock market sold off one of the huge reasons I believe the stock market sold off People just wanted to raise cash to get ready to invest in the opportunity zone. The stock market won't stay down indefinitely, uh, I don't think, for the foreseeable future. But it was just essentially a lot of people selling money so they could get cash so they can roll that over and invest in the opportunity zones. So hopefully all of that uh, makes sense to you guys. Again, there's still more information to come. On opportunity zones exactly what's gonna take place what opportunities may be available to minority communities I contacted the director of the small business administration here in Tennessee and at least now there's no specific opportunities or initiatives for minority communities as it relates to opportunity zones and spurring business because especially in like larger cities uh, these opportunity zones will be located in predominantly minority communities. Now, there are opportunity zones in rural. I think I said rural on uh, the Ridgebrook Square podcast, and it just it didn't it, it sounded it sounded weird. But so in country rural communities, <coughs> excuse me, uh, there will be opportunity zones. Uh, but specifically, I mean, you may be trying to invest in those areas and that, you know, that could be as good of an opportunity as any. Most people typically want to invest in the area that they're familiar with, uh, because they'll have a better understanding of that specific market, uh, and the, uh, the community that they're investing in as well. Uh, but yeah, make sure if, wherever you guys are listening to this, every state has opportunity zones, so you could just Google opportunity zones in your state it'll pop and see what it pops up it should bring up some information on your state's website that you can uh click on and look at more excuse me like frequently asked questions things of that nature uh that'll kind of point you in the right direction or at least get you more information about the opportunity zones in that area uh, in tennessee shelby shelby county had the the most opportunity zones Davidson County had quite a few opportunity zones I think Rutherford County only had like three so I'm just rattling off between Davidson and Rutherford like counties that surround Middle Tennessee I didn't look at Franklin or Brill I didn't I don't think Williamson had any if Williamson has opportunity zones I'm sure people have already bought those up 
uh, of course. So for those of you who don't know about, excuse me, I just yawned. <laughs> for those of you who don't don't know or aren't familiar with the Middle Tennessee area, the Brentwood Franklin area is a uh, high end uh, clientele. So in most instances, the who's the who the who's who. I think I'm saying that right, but yeah. Uh, anybody that's anybody of any notoriety, especially in the music industry, country music industry, if they res- if they live in the Middle Tennessee area, they probably live in Williamson County. Uh, not that it's bad anywhere else, but if you go out there, I mean, there's really, you know, really nice homes, really immaculate homes, good schools, all that type of stuff. So it checks all the boxes in that way. And so if if and again i would doubt that they have opportunity zones but hey i could be wrong i could certainly certainly be wrong you'd be surprised at some of the places and again the places i named you guys here in nashville that are opportunity zones uh there's there's some expensive homes in it in in those areas so and again there's an opportunity zone located in the same area as top golf if you've gone to Top Golf, of course, Top Golf is like Dave and Buster's for golf. Uh, so it's a pretty big deal. Really cool thing to go to. Uh, but to think that a location around it is considered an opportunity zone is like, wait a minute, what? How? It's Top Golf. And you got all this stuff going on. But yeah, it is. It absolutely is. So um, please do your research your due diligence i'm not gonna ramble in circles about it but i just wanted again kind of bring you some more awareness to it uh i haven't had i haven't had a chance to call washington dc back so i called the diversity and inclusion office and uh of the 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 sba the small business administration diversity and inclusion office i actually called them this past weekend thinking I was going to be able to leave a voicemail and I couldn't because they didn't have a voicemail service. I was like, that's whack. Why don't y'all have a voicemail service? Never picked up. So, uh, I got to hit them back and see if there's some sort of initiatives to really help spur uh, minority business ownership uh, in these communities given you know what's going on with the opportunity zone so uh gotta stay on them about that and but yeah that that's really it for this podcast guys that's all i really had hopefully it's been informative and until the next one peace love and blessings i'm out y'all take care one